Oh my god. Welcome to Two, one pod at a time. <laughs> in front of me we have David. And in front of me we have Leanne. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Oh my god, today's iconic. Today is iconic? Yeah, today is very iconic because it's going to be our season finale. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about season one, episode 13, entitled Ginsas. Leanne, can you believe it? I cannot believe it. This is so iconic. We made it to the season finale the 13th episode we've covered and we have one bonus episode so this is 14 episodes it is i almost forgot about the rant episode yeah i mean every day is a rant episode (laughs) every episode is a rant episode (laughs) yes it's so exciting season one episode 13 entitled ginses and can i just say what a journey it has been (gasps) it has Looking back at it, <laughs> what are you going to say? I was going to say, fun fact, we had to record the first episode twice because we didn't know what we were doing the first time we recorded. No, but I feel like the second time we had a really, it was actually like really good the second mm-hmm. time. Like I was actually very surprised how good it was. Yeah. And now we have all these followers and new friends. We've had a lot of followers recently. We got mm-hmm. like a hundred followers in the past like two, three weeks. Really? Yeah, some crazy number like that. I think it all has to do because of the tweet that you pitched and the one that I executed. It was a team effort. Oh, the the Pikachu one? Dancing Pikachu. Who who could forget (laughs) that? Dancing Pikachu. So yeah, thank you everyone for everything you do with retweeting and sharing and liking our tweets. And we just like to see that our fan base is you know interacting with us and yeah and that it's like a a healthy and happy fan base (laughs) and it seems like not toxic at all not toxic (laughs) one bit (laughs) um but there's one thing i think we have to address in our fan base that i think is a little less than healthy Mm -hmm. and that's that do you know where i'm going with this no okay (laughs) and that's that some of them skip the intro I I can't I can't condone it. Yeah, you know we talk about this. I f- do you do you agree with me that they should I not skip agree. the intro? Leanne and I are gonna have to be the victors <laughs> of this conversation. <laughs> we cannot allow you to skip the intro. Please just watch it. Just watch the intro. Your day will be better. It makes everything better. Honestly, before we start recording this, like we were very spaced out. And then we had to listen to the intro. Yeah, because we're, we're definitely not spaced out anymore. No. Listen to how focused we are. In it to win it. <laughs> in it to win it. <laughs> Number one. Alvarez family represent. Who am I? Claro que si. <laughs> claro que si. Schneider. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got it. <laughs> you do pay attention. <laughs> All right, so Keen says, um, do you want to start with some pre-thoughts of this episode? Pre-thoughts. Going into it, having seen it before, 
I was just like waiting for the, the like shoe to drop. You know, you're just kind of waiting for the big dramatic moment to happen for that giant story balloon to pop. Mm-hmm. For the the big toe to come out the sock. <laughs> you know, you're just kind of waiting for it all to like start rolling downhill. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of waiting there as like the car crashes in slow motion. <laughs> It's going to be another 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, I saw it coming, and it was just like, oof. But the one thing that I feel like you definitely get a sense of on rewatch is that, like, Elena is, like, really strong in the episode. Mm -hmm. She takes it, like, I don't know. I feel like in an emotional situation like that, I would not have taken it as, like, well as she did. Mm Mm-mm. Um, so just like, that's a really interesting part of her character that I think is emphasized in this uh, specific situation at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. What about you? Did you have any pre-thoughts or post-thoughts? Pre or post. Um, hmm. No, you didn't? None whatsoever? And then <laughs> <laughs> I just turned on Netflix and watched it. No, um, I do agree with that. She's very strong in this episode. I think I really like, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Penelope's toast. Mm-hmm. And it does really, um, she did a really good job talking about Elena as a person. I was like, that is definitely her. <laughs> Do some ASMR. Taking off jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really like Elena's character in this, especially, I don't know, especially with, like, the, the dress thing and the coming out to her dad and her dad not taking it very well thing. She's just just like, that, that little just thing. A, just a, she's just a trooper. She's um definitely my favorite. I think we've talked about this in the past, the mm-hmm. fan favorite. Mm-hmm, definitely. And according to our poll from several weeks ago, <laughs> she has the best season one character arc. I think that's what our followers voted. <laughs> yeah. Um, unanimous so decision. It was a unanimous decision. <laughs> they voted that she had the best character arc. Um, so I think that that's also like true. Like That's my favorite character arc, mm-hmm. Elena in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like again, on rewatch, like it really stands out. Um, I don't think Penelope has... Like, a really long character arc. She has, like, mm-hmm. a lot of small arcs throughout each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think, like, seeing where she goes in some of the episodes to being, like, kind of emotionally, like, unsure of where she is in life to seeing where she ends yeah. this episode. I think there's definitely, like, a more subtle arc than mm-hmm. uh, Elena's. But I really appreciate it more, especially, like, her performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that it's everything about Penelope is just so well done and well acted and well written. Mm-hmm. All right, ready to get into this? One day at a time. All right, so we start at the apartment. What do we see? Kitchen table. Yeah, we we have a cold open as in mm-hmm. most episodes, and Penelope is like getting ready. She's like prepping for the big day, and mm-hmm. uh, so Elena is wearing a tiara, right? Mm-hmm. And Elena is, like, she's hesitant about it, and she's, like, I don't really know. Like, it's a symbol of, uh, like, 
regressive politics, and then she sees mm. how she looks in it, and she's like, I actually like, Wait, really no. love it. <laughs> yeah. And so she likes, she sees a mirror, and she mm-hmm. really likes the way she looks in it. She's like, I look awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of another one of those things where it's, they're, they're, they almost paint her into a corner as being like super woke, but then mm-hmm. it's like, she's just like a kid. She wants to have fun. Yeah. And she looks cool in it, so she wants mm-hmm. to wear it. Um, so I just think that that's like another really interesting thing about her story, mm-hmm. which also kind of keeps you guessing on where she'd be, be going with the dress. Mm-hmm. Listen up, grunts. <laughs> in 55 minutes, we have the final venue walkthrough. And you hear that rumble? Oh, yeah. That's the sound of 183 Cubans arriving in Los Angeles. <laughs> 17 of whom will be staying in this room. Brr, fire code wise, I don't think that's going to break. Shut it. I am going on no sleep and five Cuban coffees. Do you really want to mess with me right now? No, ma'am. <laughs> Penelope talking to the rest of the family <laughs> yeah. as if she's like a drill sergeant. I wrote that too, drill sergeant. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like trying to get them ready for the big day. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says like, uh, 17 Cubans are going to stay in this room. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, that's against the fire code. Yeah. She's basically like, shut up. <laughs> um, she also tells Schneider that he'll be head of transportation. And there's 100 Cubans flying into L.A. And mm-hmm. that he has to uh, move them around. Mm-hmm. And claro que sí. He was saying, <laughs> claro que sí. She's like, do you do anything else? He's like, claro que sí. <laughs> Um, Lydia sends Elena to go get her dress, and then I think Penelope sends Schneider to go get family at the airport. Yeah. One of the things, though, is that Penelope reminds Lydia that Lydia's talking, like, why are you so freaked out or whatever? Mm -hmm. And Penelope reminds Lydia that, like, that Hurricane said Lydia was freaked out. Yeah. And uh, it's just, you can see that they're kind of following in each other's footsteps here. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of fun. Um, but like you said, everyone leaves, and Penelope is just talking to um, Lydia. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so she's just worried that Elena's kind of gone through a lot this year. That she really wants to make this a perfect day, and so that you kind of understand like why she's freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then I think Lydia brings up Victor. Yeah, how she's handling Victor because mm-hmm. she—you can tell that Penelope's a little frantic, so maybe she just kind of put it to the side. She's like, "I'm not yeah. gonna think about it." Um. But one of the things we see is this seating chart with the tables <laughs> named after famous feminists. Mm-hmm. And, like, Penelope has put a ton of work into, like, oh, yeah. organizing all the seats and where people are sitting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they have to, like, some last-minute guests they have to add, so she has to move them around. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, like, she's put a lot of effort into the seating chart because we'll get to it later. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Elena comes out wearing the dress, and Lydia made the dress. Mm-hmm. And so she's like... She's, like, very smiley and, like, happy about it. Yeah. And so they're all, like, celebrating, how, telling her how good she looks. But Lydia's, like, concerned that she's unhappy. Because <laughs> she's not crying tears of joy. She's like, what did I do wrong? What, what's wrong with the dress? Thank you so much, Abuelita. It's beautiful. What's wrong with it? <laughs> Nothing. I'm happy. I'm smiling. Exactly. You are not sobbing with joy. I have failed you. 
I have failed my family. I have failed Cuba. So after that, we go to the IOC. The iconic opening credits. That you should never skip. And if you skip... You're Victor. <laughs> you're Victor. <laughs> okay, that was, that was too extreme. That was too whoa, extreme. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're Scott. Yeah, you're Scott. If you skip <laughs> the credits, you're Scott. All right. And then after that, we go to the venue. Um, right. That's true. So the family is like just checking everything out. And it seems like this is the day before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Berkowitz is there. Uh, He's for there. Some... He said the acoustics were. He said they were trash. Yeah. Basically. The, the acoustics in here are trash. Paraphrasing He's... him. Practicing his toasts, and Penelope kind of goes up to him and says, like, mm, that's kind of her thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you just don't talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that this is also kind of a nice little lead into how important the doctor thinks he is to this family and how mm-hmm. important he is to this family. Mm-hmm. And we see it in, like, one of the final shots of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that that's a nice little thing, how this seeing his character arc, too, through the season, how he's slowly yeah. become, like, more connected to the family mm-hmm. and especially Lydia who here again flirts with him <laughs> um but Lydia is worried about something too yeah she's criticizing the size of the dance floor I love her quote here she's like talks about how her, her family is escaped cube on a raft <laughs> bigger, bigger than, than the dance floor mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so they have a little a little bit of a, a fit there. And then who comes in? Everyone's favorite dad. <laughs> <laughs> Victor himself. Um, and the kids are like immediately like very happy to see him. Mm-hmm. And because I guess they, they didn't witness like his like outburst the, the mm-hmm. previous night. And so um, Elena announces that like she asked him to come so they could practice the father-daughter dance. Mm-hmm. And so we get to this point. Papi, I want to tell you something. That I'm the greatest dancer you've ever seen? I know. That and I have grown up. And I've learned a lot about myself since you've been gone. And I've changed not changed, mm-hmm. but um, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, and you're pregnant too, right? <laughs> Let's do all the shockers. <laughs> no, Bobby, I'm I'm serious. I came out while you were gone, and I was just waiting for the right time to tell you. I don't understand. Why are you doing this? Okay, so this wasn't the right time. Just don't be mad. No, I'm not mad. You're just confused. I mean, you're 15. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. They practice the dance. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Season one is a happy family. See you later. Bye. <laughs> um, no, so it, that's not how it ends. <laughs> This is how we wish it would have ended. Headcanon. Victor's a great father. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, that's... They actually have, like, a a conversation here, and he starts it off by talking about the lyrics to the song, how um, it's about how you can be here one second and then 
look away and when you turn back everyone has like grown up and changed and mm-hmm. become more mature and so he's just kind of it almost seems like he's a little sorry that like he left the family mm-hmm. um but he just kind of talks like kind of openly to her like that he misses her mm-hmm. and so she kind of uses this opportunity she mm-hmm. kind of sees him as like okay maybe like i do feel comfortable yeah so she decides on a decision <laughs> she decides on a decision <laughs> she finally tells him that she's gay and victor doesn't believe her at first he's like oh like are you pregnant too like let's just yeah. say out like every he's like let's get all these sharks out of the way yeah um, um it's also kind of a bit of a laugh mm-hmm. <laughs> like the audience is laughing mm-hmm. and you can it's like one of those things where again like the audience is like contributing to the experience of the show yeah Mm-hmm. Um, where they know, like, oh, this is, this isn't cool, but like, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? Is kind of nervous laughter. Yeah, that's how I interpreted mm-hmm. it. Um, but again, you're like, oh, what is this guy doing? Yeah, uh, and he's just not taking it very well after that. Penelope comes into the room. Mm-hmm. She sees him, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And um, Victor calls Elena, confused, and she mm-hmm. like just walks away. Mm-hmm. And uh, Victor is like, this is where we kind of get the sense of him that he's not an accepting guy. Mm-hmm. At least not here. And uh, he's like, he has kind of these like words that are really difficult to hear. It was like mm-hmm. a viewer here. What's going on? I told him. Do you know about this? Yeah. Just give us a sec. Are you indulging whatever this is? You mean supporting our daughter? Yeah, I am. No, she's not. She's not that way, okay? I've been gone a year. What the hell's been going on here? Wow. (gasps) Okay. Look, I didn't know she was going to tell you, but now that she did, you're going to have to figure out a way to be okay with it. No, I don't have to be okay with anything. She's mixed up, and you're her mother. You aren't even trying to talk some sense into her? That's not how this works, Victor. Oh, so we're all just supposed to pretend like this is cool? Because it's not. Right? It's not. One thing he does provide a little clarification on here, if in anything, um, he said it's he said I've been gone a year, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that gives us a timeline. So hypothetically, he left the family like a year ago. That's confusing. It's a little confusing, <laughs> but maybe we could see this as being this season taking place sometime over the course of a year. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, because it seems like it starts. And then we find out later that, like, he just left them. Yeah. And so he's only been gone a year, so I guess maybe he left, like, sometime around her birthday the previous year. Um, I'm also kind of thinking, like, maybe he, like, left, left a year ago. And then when he came back for that little bit, he's not counting that. He only came back yeah. for, like, two days. Yeah, I, I, don't, I feel like he wouldn't be counting that because that'd be, like, a real yeah. compressed timeline. Kind of like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's been 14 for two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like you said, that does give us um, a timeline for all this because we're trying to figure out, like, at the beginning of the season, like, how long has he just been gone? Has it been, like, yeah. a decade? Has it been, like, what, what's, what is it? Like, first time watching, I definitely thought it had been, like, at least a year. Mm-hmm. But it seems like with this, it seems more recent. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I like like we're saying he he really doesn't take kindly to like 
her uh, decision to come out to him. Mm-hmm. And so Penelope tells him, like, you have to figure out a way to be okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. you just do. And he, she's like, you have to support your daughter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's she's confused. This is, does he say, like, this is just a phase? He says something yeah. along those lines. Um, where, like, she's not thinking straight and, like, you're just, like, allowing her to do this. Because mm-hmm. you're, like, weak, is what he implies. And he storms out. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Elena comes back out. She's kind of, like, apologetically, like, I'm sorry. Like, I just shouldn't have told him. Like, he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but Penelope's, like... No, like that's not it. Like yeah, he, like you did nothing wrong. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's not like you did anything. He he. She says like he needs time to adjust to change. Mm-hmm. And then she has like a little anecdote about how like when he first saw her without makeup, <laughs> yeah, he was like freaked out or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. who are you? Um, who are your eyebrows? <laughs> yeah, which also just I think is another something in this character. Like, yeah, that wasn't cool either. Like, yeah. why would you do that? Um, but it's also like this idea of like showing your face without makeup mm-hmm. um that we've heard some some story like that from lydia too mm-hmm. uh so i just thought that was like an interesting callback there but that's kind of where this scene ends um elena is just like she feels bad that she came out to him mm-hmm. but it seems like he was totally unaccepting of it and mm-hmm. took it completely wrong but now let's move past this <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of, um, I think we were talking about this earlier, there's a lot of um, set changes in this episode. Like, it jumps, like, so much. Yeah. So, now we jump to the apartment. All I wrote in my notes was Momzilla. Momzilla? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we're back home now. And they have the family all in their uh, living room who's coming to visit them and attend the quince. Mm Mm-hmm. And Penelope is, like, freaking out because the Athena is, like, <laughs> using a carnation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I have a Athena too, so this is kind of, that was, like, funny <laughs> coincidence. Alex tells her, like, she needs to relax. And he's like, when's the last time you took a nap? And she's like, I take power naps on the toilet when I pee. <laughs> she hadn't slept for two days, but she takes power naps so she pees. So that that equates for sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, she goes to check in on uh, the dress fitting, final dress fitting, I guess. Mm-hmm. With, in this uh, room. Yeah. Oh, I like this part. And <laughs> we get Carmen, mm-hmm. who is Skyping in. And she's like, oh, they want me to weigh in on the dress. It's beautiful. <laughs> 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 I think Lydia's like, la diabla lies. Oh, yeah. And she, like, like shuts it down immediately. <laughs> shuts down the... <laughs> laptop (laughs) and so i think lydia is just like refusing to believe that elena like loves the dress Mm -hmm. and she's like if you were truly in love with it your eyes would be filled with tears and you would be rendered speechless Mm -hmm. and so elena's like maybe what you're picking up on is that i'm not comfortable wearing a dress i have tried everything i have taken away the frills i have put on the frills i have made it longer i have made it shorter but she is being impossible. I told you, I love every version of it. See what I mean? Hey, mommy, we don't have time for this. If the dress were truly perfect, she would be so overcome with emotion, her eyes would fill with tears. Maybe what you're picking up on is that I'm not really comfortable wearing a dress. Of course you're not comfortable. It's called being a woman. 
I'm in agony all of the time, but I look amazing. So Elena like says that she's still figuring out what she's comfortable in. And then she went shopping at the thrift store, and she picked up, like, mm-hmm. a striped suit. And then she's like, you want to look like Al Capone? <laughs> and then um, Elena asked, like, maybe I can wear, like, my Doc Martens under the dress, and no one would see, but, like, I would know underneath mm-hmm. that there was, like, a little part of me. And then Penelope's <laughs> like, that's a, a great idea. And then he was just like, that's, like, the bane of her existence. Like, <laughs> she's, uh, Penelope walks out, and Lydia's like, you are killing me. <laughs> yeah. And so th- she gets back out there, Penelope does, and she sees that uh, Alex is, like, taking her place and, like, being stern and mean to everybody. Mm. And, and she's like, uh, that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Schneider shows up <laughs> with uh, some more of the Alvarez family. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he says, like, then I thought, can an hombre get a pastelito up with this mocha? <laughs> <laughs> so he's, like, learning a little bit more Spanish. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was actually really funny. I like part. the interaction with the family and <laughs> Penelope. Like, they're, like, super, like, family with each other. <laughs> they're, like, just talk, you know, just talking a bit. And then later, Penelope's just like, you brought the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know these people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, she welcomes them very, like, warmly and in Spanish. Mm-hmm. She's, like, talking to them and, like, saying hi to the little kid. Yeah. <laughs> She's around to Schneider and is like, I don't know these people. <laughs> and did, did you not look at the photos I gave you, she mentions? Yeah. And he's like, I did, but I don't want to sound racist. <laughs> so, Let's just say I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Schneider tells, um, or Penelope tells him, like, you got to take these people back. And as he's leaving, he's like, hey, um, like, I know that you told uh, Victor that he could, like, sleep in my apartment. Because mm-hmm. that way he wouldn't be in... Um, here, I think it's just because like, the whole family's there, but also yeah. she doesn't want him staying there. Um, but he's like, but it looks like he's like packing his bags to like leave. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, Penelope goes to Schneider's apartment to talk with Victor. Um, yeah, Schneider's apartment. Penelope's trying to just sees him like packing. She's like, hey, like, I hope you're not going to do, you know, something stupid and like not show up to the quinces. Yeah, and so. He's there just kind of really focused on packing his bags until, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, to go home. Um, But she just, like, wants to verify that he's going to be there, Mm -hmm. like, at the quince. And so he doesn't really give her an answer. No. Uh, He's just, like, I don't know. He seems very angry Mm -hmm. and, like, doesn't even want to pay her any attention. Um, but he's like, it's just a phase now like, that she's going through. He, he says, like, it's cool nowadays for kids to be gay. Yeah. And she's like, n- like, no, like, going through the ridicule of, like, society. Like, that, I don't think anyone wants to do that. <laughs> she says, because like, being a teenager is, like, not hard enough. Yeah. But, like, might as well make it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, like, her kind of telling him, like, hey, you got to be there. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't remember she's like, it's She's like, it's not about us. It's about Elena. It's Elena's day. Like, yeah. don't make this about you. Mm-hmm. And it seems like... Uh, there's just like a... It's not like he has any reason to be mad. It's just mm-hmm. that like... On principle, it seems that like this isn't... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I won't go any further. I think it's just part of... um. I think part of his culture, like, the whole, like, machismo culture, like, you can't be gay mm-hmm. because it's just bad. 
Mm-hmm. And there's like no reason why you should be gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's just kind of, kind of like stuck there because like none of his family is like out. So he's like just assumed that everyone's straight. And then if someone he's like any like anyone, but his own children can't be gay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think he's just always in that culture of like. There is like I think you get the sense of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Because he also doesn't want the rest of the family to know, right? Yeah, like, he asks, like, who else knows? Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, she only decided to tell us and you. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like, let's keep it that way or something. And (laughs) Penelope's like, it's not really up to us. Yeah. It's up to Elena to tell who she feels like she wants to tell. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, our only decision is whether or not we support her. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's up to you now. And... I don't know. It, I feel like this ends ambiguously. Like, okay, maybe he is realizing he has to accept her and support her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It kind of leaves me questioning, like, what's going to happen later on. Right. And then we jump back to the apartment. Momzilla. She's, again, kind of getting people ready. But you can tell she's just kind of going through a lot today. Yeah. It's <laughs> a big day for her. And... Um, Dr. Berkowitz shows up and he's oh like, my God. he's passing around like empanadas. Mm-hmm. He's like, pastelito, pastelito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they run into some issues with like people um, who they didn't think were going to show up are actually mm-hmm. now going to show up mm-hmm. and they're like not going to have space and like they didn't plan for this. And there's like a whole family that is now going to arrive. Mm-hmm. And so she's just like freaking out now. Like she has to make room on the table settings and move everyone around and so she's talking about how she's gonna Mm -hmm. have to add another table and she's like we're not gonna add another table and then like work (laughs) yeah she's like right then uh dr berkowitz passing around (laughs) the pastelitos knocks down the table like everything is all organized oh my god and she is just like (laughs) (laughs) everyone looks towards him he's like i feel unsafe (laughs) um one of the things here that happens now is Penelope goes to the curtains where mm-hmm. Lydia stays in her room and she closes them real slowly oh, yeah. and then just screams. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's staring at her and she opens them up again. She's like, okay, I'm good. Is everyone else fine? <laughs> and so then uh, she's like, Dr. Berkowitz, would you mind picking this up with me? And mm-hmm. so uh, he goes down to like help her pick up the pieces and mm-hmm. then uh, Lydia is like, seductively calling him like yeah. Leslie come into my room uh-huh. <laughs> and he just like gets up and like looks at Penelope like face he makes <laughs> he like whoopsie and just kind of jumps away yeah uh, so like, you gotta go <laughs> <laughs> at this point um Penelope takes like the board and like all the tables and chairs to her room mm-hmm. and she's like okay like I'll just have to go like put it all together I gotta just like get this done mm-hmm and so she's kind of going in an overdrive now. And so she puts it on her bed, and then she hops up on her bed. Lays down. <laughs> yeah, she makes the mistake that, like, <laughs> every college student makes. They're like, well, I'm kind of tired, but I need to read. So I'll just, like, lay in bed and read. <laughs> and then, like, just falls asleep immediately. Out. Yeah. <laughs> and so we kind of get next this, like, uh, transition to morning. And mm-hmm. uh, someone, like, took the board away and put a blanket on her. Mm-hmm. And she sees that it's 10 a.m. Yeah. And so she starts freaking out Mm -hmm. and she runs over to the living room to see where everyone is. And then 
they kind of pulled a, uh, a home alone on her, mm-hmm. <laughs> where she's the only one in the yeah. apartment. Yeah, it's an empty apartment, and then and she gets a knock on the door. The ghost of Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it's Schneider, who has like the biggest glow up in the yeah, episode. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> he has like a really good fitting suit. Clean shaven. And he's not wearing glasses. No glasses. I gotta be honest though, like the clean shaven Schneider look was a little jarring. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of strange. I think the first time I saw this episode, I didn't know who that was. I was like, who, he looks really who different. the heck is knocking on her door? Yeah. And I was like, oh shoot, it's Schneider. Um, she's like worried about it too though, mm-hmm. that like she's not going to get ready. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't worry, like, I took everyone to the venue, they're all there, like, he's the head of transportation, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, I'm, like, weirdly attracted to you yeah. right now. <laughs> and she's like, don't mess with me, weirdly sexy Schneider. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, just get ready and we'll we'll get going. And she's like, who did this, though? Like, who's in charge? Who has everyone together? And he's mm-hmm. like, it's handled. And we get, like, a smash cut to, like, Alex in his yeah. suit, like, organizing everyone. Directing people. <laughs> yeah. At the, at the venue. venue. Mm-hmm. So Alex is just taking care of everything. And Penelope gets there and she's like, calm down. She kind of sees that, okay, mm-hmm. it's like, it's under control. I don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she goes there and she just seems like she was freaking out before, but now she's not. Mm-hmm. And she can like take a breather now. Mm-hmm. So everything is organized and they're getting ready and Alex is like, uh, I don't know. He has it like handled. It seems like he, he got it <laughs> yeah. all together. And uh, she turns around and sees that, like, Victor showed up. Mm, so she mm-hmm. kind of breathes a little sigh of relief. Like, oh, like, like okay, you came. Like, you're supporting yeah. your daughter. Mm-hmm. That's good. <clears throat> uh, but now we jump to... A dressing room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, uh, like, one of the, uh, the, like, leading up to the biggest moment. This was, like, mm-hmm. this was a really big moment, I thought. This was actually a really cool part. Yeah, I didn't even expect, like, I really didn't expect this the first time i saw this i thought it was gonna be another dress but lydia unveils the new dress quote dress yeah and we see elena tearing up she's speechless oh my god Mm -hmm. she has her hair all done she's like in a robe ready to Mm -hmm. like put the dress on and neither of them expect it and she just like is like sobbing and Mm -hmm. literally like what lydia predicted is like coming true yeah, and so oh. Lydia's now happy because now she has the, the proper response. <laughs> and again, we have no idea what it looks <laughs> like yet. Um, we could just see the response, so we're like, oh my god, what is it? Yeah. Um. So it kind of jumps away from there. We just know that Elena is, like, wowed by this outfit she's going to be wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut back to <clears throat> Penelope. And she's... <laughs> She's giving a speech, right? Or she's trying to get everyone's attention. And then <laughs> Lydia yells, hey, you guys. Which, you know, that's a homage to... Was that on purpose? Yeah, yeah it's... um, She was on this show called The Electric Company in, like, the 70s. Oh, really? And so her character... Her character's name was Millie... No. No, the... Okay. Millie the Milkman. She was Millie the Milkman's helper. And that was just, like, a funny thing they would do every time. So she was, like, the helper. She's, like, new at, like, you know, serving or delivering milk. And then, um, so Millie, the milkman, would say, like, okay, so first you need to find out how many bottles they need. And she, it would be, like, four in the morning. And she'd say, oh, I know how to do that. And she'd be like, hey, you guys. 
He's like, nope, don't be yelling at four in the morning. So yeah, this, this little cut is like really cute. It pays homage to Rita Moreno's like one of her original characters in had, the 70s. I had no idea that that was a, of like that reference at mm-hmm. all. So that completely went over my head. I know. But this makes me recontextualize what I thought it was a reference <laughs> to. Do you know where I'm going with this? Uh, hey, oh, the Goonies? I thought it was from the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> that she was just randomly <laughs> referencing that guy from the Goonies. Oh my gosh. But I guess that's a reference to the electric that's company. Pr- yeah. That makes, that's weird. I always thought that was a Goonies thing. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I had oh, no idea. Cute little tidbit. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Like, mm-hmm. that really makes me recontextualize the Goonies. Yeah, because when I watched it, I'm like, why does the audience sound, like, super, like, enthusiastic about yeah. this? I'm like, oh, shoot, okay. I oh, learned man. about that. Um, but yeah, it was one of her characters she played in the 70s. Um, That's really cool. the milkman's helper. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Uh, yeah, yeah so she gets everyone's attention, and then Penelope finally gives her speech. Hello! <laughs> hey, you guys! <laughs> the room is yours. <laughs> Thank you, Mommy. Ha! Victor and I would like to thank you all for coming. And I'm probably gonna cry, so deal with it, mi gente. (laughs) August 7th, 2001. The doctor said Elena was due August 15th, but you know her. She ain't let no man tell her when she gonna get burned. (laughs) Elena has always been her own girl. And now she's becoming her own woman. When she was in third grade, she played the cherry tree in a school play. And when George Washington swung his axe, she hit him back and yelled, trees are people too. (laughs) And that's Elena, always sticking up for the underdog. Whether it's a tree, an animal, a friend, or me. She's taught me more about being strong, selfless, and true to yourself than I could have ever taught her. Okay, I can't hold it together anymore. So let's just bring the cord out here. You mentioned that this was like one of your favorite parts. Yeah, because she really describes Elena's character very well. Just like this, she talks about like her past, how when she was little, she'd always like stood up for the underdog. Like, even as the cherry tree in the play. And um, she's, like, inspired Penelope to, like, be a a better person. Like, also root for the underdog as well. Mm -hmm. So. That they've taught each other, like, a lot about what it means to to be, like, a good daughter and to be a good mother. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and so, it's I, a long speech. Yes. <laughs> but after that, um, they welcome in the, like, quince party. Mm-hmm. Or the court, right? Mm-hmm. And so... This is the court. The song is... The song playing is I'm Coming Out by Diana, <laughs> Diana Ross. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, that, that was just a little funny thing. I don't know. <laughs> like, I wonder if, like, other people got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. Um, but we see the whole court come out and... Uh, mm. Of course, it's like all these people that we've never seen before. Yeah, <laughs> that was oh, funny. Has friends. <laughs> yeah. I thought, 
that was her thing, like, not to have friends. I know. I just thought that was funny. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. then, like, Alex comes out, too, and he has, like, a little dance move. <laughs> he yeah. does in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And then Penelope announces Elena. She walks in. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I have the name here. That's the only way I'll be able to say it. She's like, Elena Maria Alvarez Villara Calderon, Leite Vidal Inglán. <laughs> she has, like, this really long name. Uh-huh. Um, but she just, like, makes that big announcement to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then we see not only Josh Flores. Oh, my God. Josh Flores, Stan. <laughs> uh, we also see Elena, and she's mm-hmm. coming out in her, like, outfit. What's the outfit look like? It's the most beautiful thing. <laughs> she's wearing a white pantsuit. And I don't know what she'd call it, but, like, the, like, bodice of the dress. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's it's what like it would be called. like a sequin. Mm-hmm. It's the part of the dress like that goes up to the waist mm-hmm. and up, and so she has that as like a top, mm-hmm. and so it's like full of the sequins, like you said. Um, but she's wearing like shoes and pants and a jacket, mm-hmm. and so it's like blending her styles, what she talked about earlier, of like what she's comfortable in, mm-hmm. with like this like part of the dress that Lydia had made for her. Yeah, and so that's like cool to see. Um, it's like a representation of like. Lydia, I think, too, of, mm-hmm. like, how she has to, or how she did, like, come to accept Elena, like, by blending these two different parts of it yeah. together to come to accept the full Elena. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really nice. And she looks really nice in it. She still has her tiara, too. Yeah, she does have her tiara. <laughs> um, but, like, she's also wearing, like, a lot of makeup here, too, which, mm-hmm. like, we've had references to earlier. So there's, like, a lot of payoff here in this episode, too. And mm-hmm. just we see a lot of, like, Elena struggles with, like, self-image come to, like, I don't know, a nice little climax here. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to Diana Ross's I'm coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we also get a surprise visitor. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> the Diabla herself, <laughs> Carmen. She shows up and she surprises uh, Elena. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, I didn't think you were going to come. And we find out. Mm-hmm. Schneider, everyone's favorite woke ally, <laughs> uh, like flew her out here because mm-hmm. he knew how much uh, they would love to see each other. Yeah, and so that's she's a nice... also part of the court as well. She was apparently she had like skyped with <laughs> yeah, Lydia says, for like, three months. Yeah, for three months <laughs> to learn the dance moves. Um, one of the things we get here though is like this like uh, this like zooming in shot from like afar of Victor. Oh So we yeah. see like Elena like dancing with her friends. Mm-hmm. And Victor just kind of, I don't know, like, yeah, just like uncomfortable in the background. Like, he doesn't even want to look at her. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know, it's really like upsetting to see. Yeah. That like he can't be happy for his daughter who's like having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was disappointing. But we also see like just how much fun she's having, which I think yeah. is also nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, we talk about this show, like how authentic it feels and like how it makes us feel seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I just think is cool about it is that there's, like, so many dances here. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, five dances. <laughs> um, like, there's just so many, like, uh, routines and, like, choreographed dances yeah. here. And it's funny uh, mm-hmm. that, like, they, they all did this and that, that just part, that rings really true mm-hmm. to, like, the quinceaneras that I've been to. Yeah. And, like... It's, like, really long. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, a whole program of dances. <laughs> yeah. And, like, surprise dance, of course. Yeah. You know? And it kind of ends with, like, everyone kind of, like, pointing at Elena. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. 
Um, but when they're like dancing in partners, <laughs> Alex is dancing with Carmen. Yeah. Which also just kind of rings real authentic because there's always like <laughs> the younger brother or the younger cousin. Like yeah. they're like you have to make them part of the quince. And they're like <laughs> dancing with someone much older than them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just funny to see that, and this was like a, a, a nice little segment here with Elena just having like a good time and. Mm-hmm. From like the first episode, we knew how like hesitant she was about the um, whole idea of a quince. To see her like fully embracing it on her own terms, I think is really nice to see. Mm-hmm. We also get from here. Um, I think Penelope she talks to Lydia like about the suit. Yeah, because she's kind of surprised. Oh right. Mm-hmm. And then the. Dr. Berkowitz comes in too, right? And he's like, he basically helped make the suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lydia told him, like, if you can suture, like, a wound <laughs> in an operation, you can sew. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's why he was at the house the other night. Oh, yeah. And then Penelope's like, oh, that's what you were doing in your room. She's like, what do you think? We're Oh. <laughs> she's like, nasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you just see, like, uh, again, it just kind of changes the way we kind of saw their relationship we thought they were like in a romantic relationship but it was mm-hmm. actually just like them being friends all along mm-hmm. um can we keep talking friends. about like this fun part because <laughs> <laughs> the next part of it is not fun <laughs> and that's where the episode ends <laughs> and victor comes and gives elena a hug says i'm sorry <laughs> i've been horrible <laughs> um no that's not where it ends uh, <laughs> that's where we wish um, so everyone kind of clears the dance floor, and uh, the MC announces that it's time for the father-daughter dance. Uh, <laughs> and Elena goes out onto the dance floor. Oh, her face. Uh, Isabella Gomez is such a great actress. She's so good. Oh, It's unreal how good she is. <sighs> and she goes out to the dance floor. And she's, like, smiling and, like, looking Mm -hmm. for her father because she's the daughter Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to dance. Mm -hmm. And... It's like the camera just panning around the room. Yeah. Everyone is kind of like, where is Victor? Like, where is he? Mm -hmm. So they look around and he's not there. He's not at his table. Mm -hmm. And Penelope looks back and she goes, she looks at, like, the entrance. All this time the music is playing. It's just heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And um, she sees Schneider there. Mm-hmm. And he kind of has this like look on his face, and he just kind of sh- shakes his head like, "No, he he's, he's gone." Not here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Penelope like wipes the tears from her eyes, and so do I. <laughs> and she like turns around <laughs> and just like slowly like walks towards Elena, and they mm-hmm. have a little slow dance there to the song that's playing. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh, this is like one of the best parts of the show, I think. Like mm-hmm. it's so strong. Mm-hmm. They show just Alex being like, oh, okay, I'm going to go too. And so he kind of walks up there too. And so mm-hmm. it's the three of them dancing. And then we go and we see Lydia join mm-hmm. them dancing. Oh, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. This part is so good. Schneider joins them. And so it's like the whole family together. Mm-hmm. And of course, Dr. Berkowitz. <laughs> oh, that's where the tears started flowing on me. Now that he's <laughs> really part of the family. Since yeah. He helped make the suit. <laughs> Um, but they, when he joins them, it's, like, played for laughs, too. It's, like, yeah. a, a big, funny part. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just really, like, nice and, like, a big emotional release to see them all up there together. Mm-hmm. Um, like, all supporting Elena in the absence of her father. Mm-hmm. And it, 
it's like never vocalized, but this is like an unspoken way of like saying, like, or literally like we got you, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the hashtag, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she's like saying that she's so proud to be like part of this family and stuff. Mm. Um, but I just think this is like such a beautiful moment, and it's like kind of extremely subversive. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't know of any other show that would commit to the dad like walking out on the family and then like specifically on his daughter at her quince yeah like it's such like a mean-spirited thing to do but this show is able to like make it work emotionally mm-hmm. and make you like walk away smiling yeah like, because of how Good how much thing, love this family bl- has for like, each other can you um imagine if this episode would just end it with just like her crying on the <laughs> The dance floor. I think we gotta do a remix of this. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's such a such a great ending to this episode, Mm -hmm. and it's the culmination of literally like almost every episode in the first season, in some way or another. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that the fact that it ties together so many loose ends is Mm -hmm. like incredible. That it flows so well. And, I don't know, I've watched it already, like, just three times recently. Mm -hmm. And just seeing how well it works together, how each moment leads to the next, it it just, Mm -hmm. I think it just works flawlessly. It's my favorite episode of the first season. The best one yet. Would you agree with that? I would would have to agree. Okay, well. (laughs) Yeah, this was the best episode of this season. Like you said, it ties all loose ends. I think, was it the first episode where they're, like, arguing about quinces or, like, one of the first episodes? I think it's the very first episode. Yeah, Carmen, not Carmen, um, Elena's just, like, she doesn't want to do the quinces and, like, this whole, like, learning her, like, style and, like, wanting to make her mom happy Mm -hmm. and wanting to make Lydia happy and just Lydia, oh my god, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of things that tie into this. Like Lydia accepting of uh, Elena, and then there's a, a word. I, was, I just kept trying to think of that word. When you come to a conclusion. No, come like one side, one side. Come to a not a compromise. Compromise. Yeah, yeah that's oh, what okay. it is. Um, like just like just in the symbolism of the the suit itself, how it's like pieces of what Lydia wants and what. Elena wants that like the compromise of that that just like kind of symbolizes their compromises people not people like family members because they're always you know squabbling it's like why are you such a crusader and like yeah so annoying yeah why are you so stuck in the past traditions of like that but they can like they always come to a compromise within their like little arguments and then like Alex stepping up to like being kind of the glue of the family as much yeah. as he doesn't really talk <laughs> but no, there's like just enough alex sprinkled in this episode mm-hmm. where he doesn't really have an arc but he has like little moments that like tie it all together that mm-hmm. without him like clearly like penelope would have like fallen apart yeah um so like he's still like as instrumental as he's ever been to the show mm-hmm Schneider becoming part of this family and also Dr. Berkowitz. Yeah. Uh, um, I think, I don't know. I really like when, like, the side characters 
kind of are brought into the fold of like the main mm-hmm. the main core and uh i think this episode like does that really well mm-hmm. um with schneider you can just see how much penelope like relies on him mm-hmm. to like transport the family to and from mm-hmm. but then the moment where he's like he's like looking he clearly like went outside to go look for victor and he tells her like no he's gone like mm-hmm. just that he's like is central to this emotional like unit of a family mm-hmm. um i think he's like i don't know he's really i think schneider's a really good character here mm-hmm. <sighs> season one season one, one day at a time. okay so i don't know we talked about doing a separate episode, but do you want to just talk about season one thoughts? Season one thoughts. When you first watched One Day at a Time, was it just the first season that was on Netflix, or was it first and second? Just first. Just first? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was um, watching it before it was cool. <laughs> You're one of the firsts. Because <sighs> I watched it when first and second season were on and so i got the had the privilege of just being like okay next season gotta binge this now yeah um but i can only imagine what what were you thinking like at the time was it kind of like what was happening now where it's like we gotta make some noise for netflix to like no 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 i definitely don't remember that no um i mean it's also like hard to say because i don't think the show had a big following mm-hmm. like as vocal a following on social media as it does now mm-hmm. um i I think it got like a two season or maybe probably not mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't remember it being such like a big like rallying point mm-hmm. that the show needed to be renewed uh i think because it's just like one season of a show that yeah you don't really have a sense as a viewer like that it's a really popular show mm-hmm but I remember that they did announce the season two, and I was like, oh, man, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember being, like, something I had to, like, fight for. <laughs> like, go to the, like, front lines and, like, put my life on the line. Make yeah. a podcast. <laughs> Make a podcast about it, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I just remember watching the first season and, like, watching it all on my own in, like, over mm. a weekend or, like, a course of a couple of days. And, like, telling my mom and my sister, like, hey, let's watch this. This is really mm-hmm. good. I've already seen it. I want to watch it again. Like, watch yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, I think it was, like, in, it came out, I think, like, early January. Because mm-hmm. I was on, like, winter break from school. So you had, like, enough time to, like. Yeah. So I think I, like, watched it maybe, like, January 2nd. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, like, January 3rd, I was, like, guys, let's watch this. And so it was, mm-hmm. like, one of those things where you're home all day. Yeah. And we just, like, ripped through the first season, like, immediately. Mm. And, like, we all loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said they were going to do a second season. I think remember when that one June. came out? June? I think, no, I think second season was, like, announced that June. Oh, okay. Um, I, I could be wrong, though, but mm-hmm. I don't remember, like, being an- anticipating a second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember, like, the announcement came and I was like, oh, cool, that'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, when the show came out, it definitely was one of those where, like, I told my mom, I told my sister, like, I told mm-hmm. my cousins, yeah. like, hey, you guys have to watch the show. Like, mm-hmm. 
where it was kind of word of mouth where I was like spreading it to others like hey this is a really good show like mm-hmm. it, it's really cool that it like focuses on this Latino family in LA and uh, just like the the concepts and ideas that it's about I think are really important mm-hmm. it's one of those that I like probably like the most recommended show <laughs> um, by me to other people uh-huh. um, but it, it was definitely one hmm. um, how long ago did the first season come out three years ago three years ago yeah oh my god where was i three years ago and why wasn't i watching this it came out in 2017 so i guess two years ago oh okay because the seasons come out every year (laughs) um yeah but the first season premiered on january 6th 2017 Mm. and uh what about the second second season premiered january 26th in the third season, February 8th. So, it'd be like it's a year and a like, month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around the same time of year. It was definitely like a show that I immediately like fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't one where I was like, oh, this is a good show. It was one where I was like, this is important. <laughs> this is a great show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I remember being like really in mm-hmm. on the show when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I've uh, reinforced my... Bonafides and <laughs> how big of a fan I am. Uh, I remember, I think, in our first episode, you said someone recommended the show to you, right? Yeah, my friend Rachel from... Shout out Rachel Scarsbrook. Yeah, shout out Rachel Scarsbrook um, from London. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of the time frame. I think it was... When was it? I had met them in October of 2017 and then they left and I think between October and like January they're like hey like I know you don't watch shows at in general but you need to watch this Netflix show called One Day at a Time like talking about the representation like in the Latino culture and how I think I would how she how they thought I would like it Wait, have I been saying she this whole time? You said they. I said they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they're they. <laughs> How they thought I would really like it. And I said, okay. And then I saw it. I think I saw it around December of 20, 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. That was like around like Christmas time. Oh, so that must have been like, that was right before our second season came out. Right? Second season came out in January of 2018. Yeah. Oh, in that case, I saw it a little bit later then. Never mind. <laughs> oh, because they saw... were both, both seasons were out when you saw it? Mm-hmm. Because both seasons were out when I saw it. What was your, like, gut reaction to it? Um, from the first, like, episode, I, like, loved it. I loved the authenticity and, like, I loved how funny everyone was. And I was like, I just need to see more of this. Because I remember, because Rachel was saying, like, there's a non-binary character, I think in second season, that shows Sid? Up. Yeah, Sid. And there's also a gay character. Like, they didn't tell me, like, too much about the whole, like, story arc. And I was like, okay, I need to see, like, where this they is going. Wanna, they didn't want to spoil you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where's the gay content? <laughs> I was promised gay content. <laughs> so, like, I had been excited. Before I even start watching it, and then when I was from the first episode, I was like, 
like I didn't even have to have gay content yet. I was already <laughs> like hooked. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. Like the family reminds me of my family. And like yeah. I really love the acting. Everyone's so funny. And I just kept watching and I just like binged the first two seasons and I was just like, Oh my god, and like thank you so much, Rachel. <laughs> like that was so cool. You mentioned like the acting and I think that like we've kind of flirted with the idea of becoming a Justina Machado uh, stan <laughs> podcast, stan account. Yeah. Um, but I think for this episode, we have to acknowledge that we are a uh, Isabella Gomez stan account. <laughs> uh, she's just so good in this she episode. Is. Um, just, I don't know, you could just really see how... I don't want to, like, go into her intentions, like, as an actress. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I get, like, such, at least from her, like, uh, identity as, like, a Latina, I get, like, such an authentic feeling from mm-hmm. it that uh, it's hard not to say, like, this feels important. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, we could say that it's important, but it's kind of, like, what is, what makes something important. It's kind of a, an, a weird thing to, like, deal with art and, like, TV mm-hmm. shows and stuff in general. Um, but I literally, like, cannot think of another character or performance that i felt has like been this i don't know if groundbreaking because there have been other like lesbian mm-hmm. characters too so it's mm-hmm. not like this is the first i'm not like erasing yeah. all the ones from the past the other know. ones are fake this <laughs> yeah, the, other ones. the most real one <laughs> yeah. uh, this has been the one that i i mean just as a character i think i connected to just like even outside of like sexual orientation just her mm-hmm. like worldview i think i connect with yeah really strongly Mm, I think for me, I think I, yeah, there's definitely like validity, validity in that. I think the reason why I never really connected with like other like queer characters before this was because they're mostly like, you know, like white, yeah, <laughs> white, um, gay characters in the media when they want to represent gay representation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of the first i know there's like like you said like there's other there's been other queer characters in the past and there's probably there's been other latina queer characters in the past but you know i think their story arcs are more um like surface level Mm -hmm. where it's like oh i met this this gay girl at the club and she's like mexican and that's Mm -hmm. it that's all you get from that story arc (laughs) whereas like you get the the gay mexican girl yeah (laughs) Whereas, like, um, Elena, you see just, like, so much depth in her character and, like, her worldviews and, like, her her interests and values. Yeah. Where it's, like, that's not, that's, like, a part of her. It doesn't, I, it's not her ultimate identity in this show. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, like, I think signs of a really strong character for me is, like, you can imagine what they, how they'd react to a given situation. Mm-hmm. And not to say that they're like painted with broad brush strokes that like, oh, this character would do A or B or C. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like we know enough of Elena's interior life to like predict how she would react mm-hmm. to something. And um, I think that's kind of also why I really uh, connect with her character. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's it's a character that I think talks to like our generation. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about her before, but not in a while, so I'll bring it up again. <laughs> um, but just, like, the, she's, like, a young person who is, like, attuned to, like, 
injustice <laughs> and mm-hmm. is like feels burdened by like lack of equality mm-hmm. uh, like for her peers and uh, i think that that's just a really cool thing to like make this character care about mm-hmm. and it's all like grounded i think in her performance mm-hmm. in isabella gomez's performance and i think this episode is like the cornerstone of her performance mm-hmm. it's like so strong um i had it like paused earlier on the <laughs> the scene like the frame where she like realizes that victor's not gonna yeah. walk on stage and it's, it's just like, like heartbreaking to see that the void pain of context. in her <laughs> eyes it's like oh my god my poor baby <laughs> our small bean <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's just so like uh like we said it's, it's just a really good performance and mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that we highlight that because <laughs> we like highlight the other performance mm-hmm. um, for Penelope so much that I think we, we need to highlight um, and Elena. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Throughout the season, I love the little like paying homages to like past performances. It's mostly like Rita Moreno's past like characters and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. I think um, she says like, I like to be in America one time, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, so that's fun. And mm-hmm. uh that's, of course, a reference to West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also the character of the, like, group therapist who was mm-hmm. an actress mm-hmm. who was in the original mm-hmm. um, series of One Day at a Time. And so there, there are, like, small things like that, I think. Yeah, like... We got um, Tony Plana as Berto. Mm-hmm. I think that was really cool to see him. He's a really good actor in this. Uh, was it this season where... Or I think it's second season where Elena gets a, a job with Schneider, huh? I do think that's second season. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. like, she dresses up as the original Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's one where it's, like, recontextualized mm-hmm. through, like, uh, I don't know what the, but, like, through a female gaze, I guess, through, like, mm-hmm. a gay female gaze, not, like, a male gaze. Mm-hmm. And, like, to see her standing there, like, <laughs> looking, like, all... Like, masculine, I think, yeah. is, like, a really, like, interesting and cool image to, like, put in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that comes in later, so you got things to look forward to. <laughs> um, yeah, I like these little homages where it's, like, they, I think it's, it's a reboot from the first original One Day at a Time, but there's still, like, really nice ties to, like, it's not, like, oh, we're better. It's, like, there's just... A new version of the old. <laughs> what was I trying to say with this? <laughs> that old, this new. <laughs> we like this more. <laughs> this good, that also good. <laughs> um, we all know what I mean. <laughs> um, is there anything about the first season that you think is not great? Not great. Yeah. Is there anything that you think it would be stronger having changed? Mm. Hmm. That's a good question. One thing um, for me that I would like to change mm-hmm. are the episode titles. <laughs> I do not think they're good episode titles. I think half of them are good. Oh and the other half aren't. <laughs> That's so true. Um, <laughs> they're just like not great titles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one called Pride and Prejudice, which 
I don't know. It's not even. There's nothing even referencing the story of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, in. I'm looking at my notes. What um, that? There's another one called No Mass, uh, which feels like a bad pun, but like mm-hmm. not even a funny bad pun. <laughs> uh, there's a Snowman's Tale, which oh, yeah. I think I don't know, guys. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be another better name for the death of Mrs. Resnick. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Viva Cuba, I think, is good. Sex Talk, I think, is is fine. It's, like, to the point. Mm-hmm. Hurricane Victor, I get it, but it's, like, I don't know. I, I feel like they should just <laughs> decide on a, 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 like, naming scheme for them <laughs> <laughs> and then stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The titles always are just kind of, like, I'm, like, Ugh, okay, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, though, perfect. <laughs> I think the opening credit should be longer. <laughs> <laughs> I think Netflix should force you to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> you think, shouldn't be able to skip yeah, them. Yeah, no skip intro on I think there have the been show. also, like, smaller things throughout the episodes that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one comes to mind is the whole, that one letter that Elena gets. Yeah. How they, like, specifically say, like, oh, you're the... The diversity candidate. Yeah. Yeah, that one, I don't know, that one didn't sit with me, like perfectly mm-hmm. but where it ends i like understand it it's like fine yeah. um just that like one little aspect of it mm-hmm. the other thing is that i think the episode um hold please or she's on mm-hmm. hold would be better if it did it focused more like on the system rather than like this one lady who's just mean and wants to go home early yeah um because ultimately like we should be fighting institutions and systems that are in mm-hmm. place that are like disadvantaged people mm-hmm like you can't literally you literally cannot fight individual bad actors <laughs> within yeah. the systems um so that was just a little frustrating because mm-hmm. i feel like that's like 99 percent of a perfect episode right um there are just like other a- aspects of the show that i think are really good um mm-hmm. Whenever they, like, find some excuse to bring everyone together into, like, one setting, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you, you literally don't care, like, what brought them together. Yeah. <laughs> um, in this episode, when they get to the venue for the first time, mm-hmm. and Dr. Berkowitz is there. Yeah. It, she's like, why are you there? <laughs> and, like, as an audience, we're like, yeah, it, I don't know why he's there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that he's there, because he's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are all fun. There's always little mm-hmm. references to, like... There was the the party episode um, where they just, like, want an excuse to bring everyone together and get drunk. <laughs> yeah. I think that those, those are really fun episodes that are kind of, like, more conceptual. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are some of my favorites because they get, like, the most laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened again with one lie at a time. Um, oh, yeah. That one, the ending of that one was just, like, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it might be the funniest episode this season. Um Mm-hmm. Also, like, I think sex talk was, like, when they all had misunderstandings, like, slight oh, misunderstandings. Yeah. They're just uh-huh. really funny. Mm-hmm. And I think those are where I think the show shines the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our One Day at a Time writers are just so funny. <laughs> Get funny. Get funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was with the J, not an H. <laughs> ja, ja, ja. Do you have any other season one thoughts season one in general season one in general really great really great really great that's all okay <laughs> really great i think i mentioned it earlier but just like 
how subversive it is for like a sitcom like to end on a like downer mm-hmm. where it's like I feel like any other sitcom would end with like the dad saying I'm sorry you know? yeah and then this one just like commits to it like no this dad this isn't like another sitcom dad mm-hmm. it's like uh, Game of Thrones and it's like earlier seasons <laughs> mm-hmm. where it's like yeah that character you love is dead because that's how people in this world live where it's like yeah. this one's like yeah, that character that you were expecting to, like, apologize, mm-hmm. they're not going to apologize because that's not the type of character they are. And this is yeah. the type of show you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, in those instances where the show is, like, always keeping it real, you know, uh, I think that that's really cool. And uh, that's a part of why I really uh, respect the show. Mm-hmm. Integrity. And on that note. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had a lot of fun. So did I. Like, yeah, I remember day one recording the first episode twice. That was funny. Um, it was like 45 minutes and then we both finished and I was like, you want to do that again? Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> we were both like, yeah, we should. We should do it um, again. We had a different setup too. We had uh, a dynamic mic and a condenser mic. And yeah, we were I using like USB setup. mics before. Yeah. Now we're using... XLR cables? Actual condenser mics with XLR inputs. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um, our first episode was published February 27th. What? Yeah. That seems like... So long ago. What month are we in now? June. June. What the heck? <laughs> that was like f- over four months ago. Oh my god. That's crazy. Life has changed. <laughs> Life has changed since February. Wow. Trump's still president, but I mean, like, <laughs> life has changed. Oh my god. And that goes our only season one reference to Trump. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited to record season two episodes. Yeah, I'm really excited to continue recording. We're going to start recording season two, episode one, pretty soon. Be on the lookout for our announcement. And by soon, we mean next week. (laughs) That was our announcement. You'll expect the season one, or season two, episode one mm-hmm. discussion next week. We're going to jump right into it. Right. And if you enjoyed it, season one, let us know what your favorite parts were. Uh, maybe we'll do a poll. <gasps> a yeah. non-biased poll? I don't think we've ever done a biased <laughs> poll. Are you telling me <laughs> that Elena was not your favorite season one character arc? Elena was definitely, Elena with exclamation points was definitely my favorite. One day at a time. That'll do it for this episode of the season one finale. You... This is going to be our longest episode. We're at an hour and 21 <laughs> minutes. So that does it for this episode. You can follow us at one pot at a time on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> you can follow us there. I'm tired. 
leave us reviews on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, because uh, that helps with the algorithm, and we will read them out loud. You can also rate us, too, without leaving huh. a review. That also helps, but if you leave a review, we'll read it out loud. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want us to, just put, like, don't read this out loud, and we won't read it out loud. Um, or you can email us at one pot at a time at gmail.com. Oh, we made it to 300 followers. That's really big. So we should celebrate. So I think that does it for season one of One Day at a Time. We'll see you next time or whatever. (laughs) See you next week when we start our season two coverage. You heard it here first. (laughs) Do you have any parting words, Leanne? (sighs) I love you all. That's all. <laughs> this is it. This is life. The one you get. Trouble and have a ball. This is it. Straight ahead and rest assured. You can't be sure at all. So while you're here, enjoy the view. Keep on doing what you do. Hold on tight. We'll muddle through one day at a time. So up on your feet. Somewhere that view.